welcome everyone to Authors on the Air. I'm Pam Stack, your host. We're part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Hello, hello, everyone. I hope that you took in that beautiful trailer for my friend Helene Mario's new book called Shadow Music. Hi, Helene. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Pam. Thanks for having me. I'm so thrilled that you're back here. It seems like it's two years between books for you. Is that right? Yeah. A little more. And I, I feel bad about that, but I'm slow. Oh, why should you feel bad? You have to write it to your own pace and it for to be so beautiful as shadow music. Um, Helene, I want to tell everyone a little bit about you. Um, you and your husband have a very interesting history. Um, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but Helena's, this is her third book in the, in the symphony series, what I call it. I, I'm not sure what the actual title is, but it is published by Ocean View. And I got the first copy of the book naturally. And so I invited Helene to be here. First of all, welcome back. Thank you. I'm delighted to be with you. You were my very first live interview a couple of years ago. Oh, so many years ago. (laughs) We don't even remember how long we've been friends. That's what's so funny. (laughs) Forever. Ever. It does seem like that, doesn't it? So I want to talk about your inspiration for writing this symphony series. Now, I know that you are a music lover and that you and your husband support Charities involving music for children. Um, I, I think that's amazing. Um, the list of charitable organizations that you donate proceeds from your books from is a long, long, long one. And I'm sure each of those are thrilled to receive money from you. So thank you for that. But let's talk. My pleasure. Let's talk how this started. How did you decide? at a later period in your life that you were going to write books. Oh, yes. Uh, well, it's the first question I'm always asked, Pam, what and who inspired you? And for me, um, my son played classical music. Huh. And I we did not have any music in our home, no piano. But uh, when my son began asking to play, to take lessons, we ended up renting an upright. And... Over a few years, we went from a no piano home to a grand piano home. So he studied for 15 years. And so I I loved all kinds of music, but I didn't know classical. But every night I would listen to him practice and I fell in love. So the the what inspired me is classical music and the who, my sunshine. How, what is the connection there between writing the books? Well, I, I like to say that um, the definition of inspire, uh, inspiration, the root is inspire, meaning breathe in, breathing mm-hmm. everything around you. That's where right. inspiration comes from. And really listening to the music, I realized that music tells a story. Of course. A beginning, a middle, an end, pain, agony, fear, love. Redemption. Happiness. You just can follow it. Yes. And what I learned finally by this third book, what I learned is that the music can mirror my Maggie's story. My main character, as some of you may know, uh, is a, a pianist, Maggie O'Shea, who lives in Boston. And um, I've been able to show how the music mirrors her story. It's 
a beautiful way to, to, to write a book and to listen to a book and to read a book. I mean, I, I, I studied keyboards for 25 years, I think. And, um, it, it, there is something very peaceful about playing an instrument. As you know, my producer is also a musician. He's a classical guitarist. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think music, I, I don't know anyone who doesn't, who isn't affected by music. So let's start from the beginning from first book and talk about your character, Maggie, and how she developed with you. Okay. Um, well, I knew when I, I, I started writing late in life, as you said, I didn't sign my first publishing contract till age 68. So I'm an old dog learning new tricks for sure. Yeah, but you learned them fast, honey. I don't care. You learned them well, fast. Thank you. With, with, um, the lost concerto, I knew I had to, I wanted to write the book that I wanted to read. Truly. Right. So I wanted to write a, a book about, um, a pianist because I love the music so much. That is really how Maggie was born. I loved Boston. I fell in love with my husband there. Boston was the perfect place to set her. And so, um, but of course, there's nothing without conflict. Something must happen. And when we first meet Maggie in the Lost Concerto, she's grieving the tragic death of her husband. And she's been so affected that she's lost her will to play her music. She can't play the piano and she misses both her husband and her music desperately. But she becomes involved in a search for her missing godson, takes her to Paris and Slowly but surely, she begins to find her way back and find what's lost within herself, really. Absolutely. And the Grieg, the Grieg is what plays the music through through line in that story because it haunts her dreams. But you have to read the book to find out why. You have to absolutely read the book. So um, I noticed on Shadow Music that the lovely Sandra Brown, who is brilliant in my opinion, said this was fine tingling suspense you can't go wrong with that when sandra brown says your book is good you know it's good and of course i know you're beloved in the literary community too so let's talk about writing when you were younger did you ever imagine yourself as a writer or was this all is this kind of like a dream realized for you both i never ever thought i would write a book um, but as I, after my children were born, I, also I never took a writing course, but when my children were born, I, as you know, believe in giving back and I became a volunteer and I discovered Pam that every time I volunteered, I would, um, head to the writing part of the job, whether it was write the minutes or write an article or whatever it was. And so I think writing found me and, after that, I, I I wrote for the newspaper, which I loved, but there was something missing, and it was fiction. I wanted to write. You wanted to story. Right. You wanted to get past the who, what, where, why, and when, you know. Exactly. And, 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 yeah. Exactly. And really expand on that. But having a, a newspaper background has to help. You know, you are very succinct in what you can, how much you can write, what you can say, and all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I learned from that. <laughs> I'm the queen of adverbs. You know, well, but here's the thing, you know, you're aware of it, though, when you do your reread through your whip. So, you know, that's 
that's really important. Um, it must be why your writing seems so clear to me and so on point. Um, you know, I, I get caught up in, in a story when, like one of yours, I get caught up in it. And I have to have paper when I'm reading a book like yours because I'll stick my thumb in here and then I'll go back and say, what? Now, where was that again? You know, so I'm constantly flipping back and forth. That's how mesmerizing your writing is to me. I, it's just fabulous. Um, what does your husband think of your writing and what does your, what does your son, son think about it since he was your inspiration? Uh, well, I am very lucky to say that, that my family has been so supportive. I also have a, an older daughter and, um, of course the grandchildren make fun of me, but why? Oh, oh, grandma. Yeah, but uh, do they not understand that they can go into a store and buy this? I show them their names. They're in every dedication. I saw them in the dedication. (laughs) But my husband, especially, he's been my biggest support, and um, yeah, and he and also a very good editor. Because as I said, I oh, I never met a sentence I didn't like. You know, and so I overwrite. But my husband is brutal sometimes, but good. Well, you know something, it's funny that you say that you overwrite. I think that um, you're better off taking away than trying to go back and put in, right? Yes, I would rather do that, yes. And the other thing is, I am visual. I like to try to paint pictures with words. And sometimes you can go overboard with that, of course. You know, someone said I used the word silver 500 times. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's bad for editing. Well, I, yeah, thank God for editors who take care of things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, um, those things, you're right about that when you overuse a word. As a, a reader of 400 books a year, you know, I, okay. I, um, I actually stop. That's a speed bump for me. If I see the same word over and over again in your dialogue, which is lovely, lovely, very authentic. Your dialogue feels like I don't need you to tell me who the characters are that are speaking because they're so they're so multidimensional. Bless and your heart. Thank you. I, yeah. I try very hard to do that. Yeah. Do you ever read your dialogue out loud? Oh yes. Yes, Good I do. You. I think it's critical for any author really to read their work out loud because you can hear what you can't see. That's you know? true. Yeah, you you know it's interesting to me. I would imagine, and I'm not a writer, and I don't claim to be, but um, I would imagine if you read something over and over and over again, you're missing a lot of it because you're so you're you're anticipating what what is on the page already. Versus when you read it, it really is a different part of your brain that's analyzing everything. Correct? Yes, and also you tend to hear the cadence and the voice of that character, and then you can say, "Oh, he would never say that," or "Oh my gosh." perfect. <laughs> there you go. No, no, it's true. So when you're writing, are you excited? Are you happy when you're writing? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I lose myself totally. In fact, if my husband came up behind me, I usually scream because right. I'm so not in my presence. I'm in, in my book. Mm-hmm. And do you, are you happy when you finish? No, I miss the characters. I cry. <laughs> I cry every time. <laughs> <laughs> I um, feel the characters are my friends. I'm a little woo-woo crazy now, but I do feel. No, no, I think that's normal. Yeah. yeah. Well, so with mm-hmm. Maggie, there are, do you keep like, um, like a series Bible or anything so that you remember what I should have? I don't. I, 
I should have. I said, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm curious because, I mean, obviously you use different settings as part of, of the narrative, and that's really important too. But um, I just wonder if if you remember your characters well enough that you just know what they've said in the past, what they've done. Mostly, yes, but I have had to go back. Uh, I don't, you know, readers are so savvy. Yeah. And they will say, oh, she said that one in the last book or something like that. So I've tried very hard to be original and sure. yet keep the voice. I, I can't say if I've succeeded or not, honestly. My memory isn't that good anymore. But well, listen, you know, like I, I write everything down. I must have a pile this high of notes. So yeah. believe me, I understand yeah. that. Um, yeah. This is what I wrote just for today in case you asked me something I didn't know. <laughs> you say, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Susan Elizabeth Phillips, who is an international best-selling writer of romance and women's fiction, said when she can't remember something, she just goes to her Facebook group of readers. She probably has 35,000 and maybe more. And she just says, readers, what happened in this story? Who was that character? And she said, that's her, you know, that's her wiki is her wiki's uh, reader group. They are now. It, yeah. And so it, she says that they read all her books and, you know, I've read all her books. So I understand read all your books too. But, um, she said that's how she calls up facts that she can't remember. So it's, it's got, that's her Bible, I think. <laughs> yes. yes. I think Maggie just talks through me. You know, uh, I just, that's, I think, think one of my strengths, the characters and my new character, Dove. I love him. And someone said, how could you get into a teenage, um, foster care kid. And I'm not sure how I did it, but he, he speaks to me. You know, I just feel as if I know him. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Helene, what did you do professionally before you retired and started writing? I did not earn any money. Everything was volunteer. And I also worked when we moved to Maryland, I worked at the Clinton-Gore White House for eight years right. and wrote for them, which I loved doing. And I'm still in touch with those folks today. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Oh, nice. But always, always um, volunteering and got into uh, starting my fund for groups because I just believe so strongly in nonprofits, the work of nonprofits. Pay it forward. Yep. I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's so wonderful of you because you, and that you're willing to talk about a lot of people don't want to talk about what they do, but, but thank you for doing that. And especially because you, the funds come from music and books. That's really important. Yeah. Um, does your son read the book, read your book? Yes. Both my children read the books and tell me that they love them. So they're, they're proud of me and, and I couldn't be more proud and honored. So. I think it's wonderful. They're the ones I write for, really, you know, and the grandchildren. It's to show them that we need to respect the past and respect our thoughts and words and whatever comes next and be brave. You know, let me say this. My characters have really allowed me to explore themes that I might never have explored. And so I have some aging characters that let me explore aging and grief. I've been able to look at um, fear in a different way, faith, and certainly courage. And, you know, I, I want my readers to say, what would I have done? 
And yeah. these are all things that I want to impart these questions of conscience. I want to impart that to my, my family too and my grandchildren. Wow. That's what I can leave to them. For the greater good. It seems like your brain is always working for the greater good. And that is something I admire greatly about you, my friend. Well, so I think we all need to just be kind and keep trying to make the world a better place. I agree. Whether it's by writing or art or programs that share. All, all of those things I think are important to our, our spiritual and mental well-being. Yes. You know, uh, I think that without the, the arts, um, whatever your art happens to be, I think we're, you lose something if you don't, if you're not involved in it in some way or immersed in it in some way. I want to talk to you about shadow music. Would you give us the elevator pitch, please? And take your time. It's a long elevator. Okay. Uh, the last time I lifted up my a book on live television, I clunked myself in the head and almost knocked myself. I, I, I'm always poking myself in the eye or doing something. I, I get it. My elevator pitch. Well, Maggie, in the second book, Dark Rhapsody, has begun to find her music again. And now finally in shadow music, She's brought her music back and she's just trying to start a new life for herself. And she has a new love, someone we are all a little bit in love with, the Colonel. And uh, she's really making a new life. And then she discovers something earth-shaking in her life and it draws her to Cornwall. And uh, I loved Cornwall from the time I saw it. And I don't want to give too much away, but I certainly pulled in all of those um those settings i like an atmospheric setting very much yes have you walked in your character's footsteps yes yourself? yeah absolutely as often as I can. You're, you're it's so well told and i imagine myself being in paris or in london and you know because i've been to those places too so yes. it's so fascinating for me to to read it and how accurately described it is Thank you. Yes. And, and the other thing is talking about inspiration. You have to be open. You just don't make up the idea. You have to be open to what you see. And mm -hmm. so in Paris, we came off of an elevator and we walked into the bird market. And it was, this is many years ago. So, I said, oh my God, what a place for a scene. It and is so interesting. The bird market to me is so fascinating. Yes. And I don't think a lot of people know about it. Maybe you can talk a little bit about it so people know. Yeah, it's just a, well, it was. Now it's only on Sundays, I think, but right. it's cage upon cage, rows of high cages piled with different birds in it for a market. Yeah. And I want, it's one of my best scenes ever I wrote in that, that bird market. It is, uh, it's fascinating to know about that. You're not the first person who's used that in a book. So I was really happy to see that because your perspectives are totally different. Okay. And it's lovely to see it from the writer's standpoint, which were different. And that, and that's as it should be, I think, but it's, your scene is, is delicious. <laughs> we're not going to tell anybody. So no, but, but, but another thing I've discovered about settings, sometimes I'll use a setting everyone knows, Carnegie Hall. They go, Oh yes, I know it. Uh, but then I like to find settings that are different that people will say, gee, I would like to learn about that. For right. instance, the, um, actors chapel in New York right. City. Most right. people don't know about that, but it has given me some bang up scenes. Yeah. No, I think it's wonderful. Um, Helene, if, if you had to choose a profession other than writing, what do you think you'd want to do? I would, well, if I were younger, I would be a dancer on Broadway. 
And if at any age, I would, I would paint. I would be an artist. How wonderful. Have you done an intuitive painting? No, <laughs> no, I can't paint. I can't paint. I can't even play the piano, Pam. <laughs> I took piano lessons just to get the feel of it. It was really all osmosis through my yeah. son. Interesting. Um, what is something that about you that people don't know that you don't mind sharing? Ooh. I wouldn't mind sharing it, but I'm not sure even I know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, I don't have the confidence. I'm always scared that my book isn't going to be good enough. And oh. so I guess that, that would be. Books, you, you've got a publisher. Oh, You're in bookstores. I mean, I know, but you know what? You, you just, when you write a series, you really owe it to your readers to keep stepping up just that teeny bit and give them what they expect. So that, um, frightens me. I always think I poured my whole heart and soul into the last one. What can I do now to be better? And, you know, you just have to hope for that moment of madness, I think. Well, let's, so let's talk about that. Well, you, I want you to think back to the very first book. Okay. Where do you think you are now that you have three out in the world? I think I'm a better writer. What have you learned about yourself since you started writing? Well, I think those things that I mentioned before, exploring, uh, as you get older, there's more loss in your life, yes. more grief. You question more. You certainly, certainly look back over choices you've made and the consequences. Yeah. Um, you, you wonder how you've shown yourself that yes, sometimes you can be brave when maybe you didn't think you could be. Yeah. And, um, more understanding, more open, more open. I, I think that happens naturally as as we get older. I know I was just talking to a friend of mine from high school today. We were saying the same thing, you know, as as our friends start to fade away and are no longer on this plane, you know, we were saying we really had to pull the circle tighter and, and really cherish it all. So I understand that. Um, what do you like to do in your spare time? Oh, read. <laughs> I do. I love to read. Um, I love to listen to music. I like to walk and I like to spend time with my family and friends. Like I'm a normal person, like everybody else. Yeah. I don't ski or do any of those things. And just, um, I'm quiet. I like quiet times. Oh, I love to go out for dinner with my husband, a romantic dinner. Oh, how long have you been married? 52 years. I know. Thank you. Congratulations, my friend. It's a road. It's you know, it's a, it's a learning curve, isn't it? Yes. Same way as writing is. There's nothing easy about either of those two things. No. So I I honor you. Um, anyone you want to give a shout out to? Well, oh sure. Oh well, my publishers for taking a chance on me and believing in me. Oh, are wonderful people for sure. Um, and two, the two women that uh, two beautiful authors that that um wrote blurbs on my jacket this time sandra brown who is so generous and kind um yes. because i don't think she never heard of me and yet she took the time and yes. hank philippi yes. ryan who yes. also wrote a blurb for me and has been as supportive as 
anyone could ask. So I, I, watched, her, I watched her reading your first chapter today. Yeah. You know, she's lovely. Hank and I do a lot of things together. I mean, she's, she's just the best. So um, what about your family? You want to say hi to anybody? The grandkids? So they know. Oh, yes. His grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I have the five. I have, let's see, Ellie, Tyler. Claire, Declan, and Ian. They range from age five to my teenage 15, Ellie. So you have to learn how to grandparent differently as they get older. That is for sure. True. Uh, And even since now mine are just six and going to be four. So are going to be seven and going to be four. And they sure are different from the little monkeys that climbed all over me, you know, a couple of years ago. So, but it's fun. It's fun when, to see them. And I, yes. I love being around them. You and, know? you know, I love thinking about how they'll be as young adults, what choices they'll make as they grow up. Interesting That's, to look at. Mom and a grandma talking, you can tell. Yes. 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 Helen, where can we find you on the interwebs and on on Facebook or wherever? Oh, yeah, I'm on. I can't give you the numbers, but I'm on Facebook. I mean, I don't know the links. I'm on Facebook and uh, a little bit of Twitter. It's not my favorite thing because I like to write a lot of words. Yeah. Um, and and my website, I guess, is a good one. HelenMario.com, which we have on the screen in front of you. And then then the uh, contact in the website gives an email where people could email me. And I love to hear from people. I really I'm going to email you all the time. Thank you. I'm going to email you all the time. Since you've never met a sentence you didn't love. (laughs) Madly, deeply, purely, (laughs) quietly. (laughs) Any ideas for your next novel? Yes. Um, I thought at my age, that with the three books, it was a trilogy, and I was finito. But some little surprise happens, or a couple of surprises, at the end of Shadow Well, they even surprised me. So now I'm halfway through the next one. And Are we getting a book in a year instead of two? Oh, I would, I would try. I will try. Um, the, the big deal now is that I am challenging myself by trying to do more of a dual timeline. They're there in, in shadow music, you go back to World right. War II and the Cold right. War, but not so much. Right. And there is a challenge in dual timeline because you have two sets of characters. Right. You know, and then the voices become more complicated. So is this, this is still, um, a, a Maggie book? Yes. Okay. Yes. And do you have a working title? I guess, uh, um, I forget it. <laughs> I thought I was going to scoop it. I got it. I got it. Echoes on the wind. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. It's got that little bit of music feel to it. Yes. But, yeah. Yes. And I even have a title for the one after that, if I ever get there, Pam. I read Orchestra. How do you think? I love it. I know. Me too. Love it. You're very talented with those titles and the character names. I, it's very creative of you. Hello, <laughs> Mario. I adore you. And I'm so glad that you came to visit with me. And really, it was like kind of talking over a cup of coffee, right? I, you know what? I feel exactly that way. I really yeah. do. Yeah. I'm yeah. Glad. Well, listen, you take good care of yourself. We will get together when you come down to Southwest Florida. Um, I want my book signed. I want all my books signed. So I will be coming to see you with books in hand okay thank you so much and thank you anyone listening i i appreciate your time and 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 connect thank you so much Helene. thank you for listening everybody if you're with us live and thanks for those of you who listen later or watch later and thank you mom and dad i'll see you later bye-bye